Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, and as always, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Always good to be here. We're back into it now. It's a good routine. We're back. Yes, another nine weeks coming your way, punters. We're going to start rolling. Uh, kicked off the season pretty good last week. Six winners. Few at value, few at you know, low odds. You know, There's no prizes for tipping Animo and In Secret, but they did get the chockies. And I did just want to touch on that. How good was Animo? Yeah, wow. It didn't even look like he was trying. It was so good and proves why he's the best horse in the world right now. Genuinely, I don't think he's going to be at $2 ever again unless maybe Queen Elizabeth because that's going to be a stacked field. Like You've got basically every top horse in the country going to be aiming for the Queen Elizabeth, so I would understand if he's over $2 there. But the Chip Norton, the Randall, yeah. put out on the Punt of the Future this week if you caught it on YouTube or our website. Get on now because it's at two dollars twenty and two dollars fifty for those races respectively. It'll start below two dollars for both. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Get on your future markets with with Animo. Um, but yeah, what a run! It was awesome. Like genuinely, I was there about the three hundred meter mark with the Castle Pro boys. Shout out to them. Met up with them at Randwick, and like we were all a little nervous. Like, what if he gets rolled? But J Mac put him in the perfect position. One for one, right off the pace. Went around the corner, ran past us just as he was making his run. And as soon as you could see, like, J-Mac press that button, it was over and he ended up jogging in. So I can't wait to see him back in a couple of weeks' time. And then a few weeks after that, the Rams, and then Queen Elizabeth. At the moment, of course, he'd be top seed. But like I said, that's going to be a stacked race. We'll have to unpack that a bit more in the future before he uh, runs off to Europe and then probably retirement. So... You've got to admit, punters, if you're going to get down to the races, get down this autumn because there's not many more opportunities to see a horse like Animo live in the flesh before he retires, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. It's a great horse and you've got to go see it soon because it's going to go stud in the next one or two years. So, yeah. This year, for sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd be shocked if he went to spring. Just, you know, like, of course you could go around and try to play again, but... I reckon they'll go already... to spring. I reckon they will. I reckon they will. I think... It's more the fact, what's the point in sending him to autumn if you're not going to send him to spring? That's what I think is going to go on. Maybe, but you know, with these stud prices, it, it goes up with every win. But with every loss and bad run, it goes down. So they'll want to be keeping that stud price really high. I'd be shocked if he goes spring. I would love him to go spring. But either way, I don't think he sees 2024. He'll be in the stud barn by 2024. So if Animo is ever racing and you can get yourself to the races get there because you know there's only so many times you can see horses like Animo, Nature Strip, Very Elegant, Winks in her time, Black Caviar. Those are the greats of the last 10-15 years and you know Animo joins that list. I can't wait to see who the next one's going to be but get to the races to see him live. And another thing I want to address with Animo was we got a little bit of hate on the socials last week when it came to Animo and In Secret <coughs> when we were saying it's under $2 maybe it's not a bettable proposition. People saying you can't go back, sorry, you can't go broke backing winners no matter what price they are, but just explain to the punters, Nick, what our attitude is around the below $2 odds. Yeah, I saw a lot of comments was like, oh, says it's going to win but doesn't back it. But when you look at the risk to reward for a $2 or under $2 is the price that we usually play at. Anything under $2 we don't play at because the risk to reward factor is just not worth it. 
Animo, you look at Animo Nature Strip, two horses in the last prep got beaten. And they were both paying dollar fifty, whatever it was. Yeah, we can put a hundred bucks on it and win fifty bucks. But then if it loses, which it's probably more likely than not to lose exactly in right. in a good field, yeah, it might it might win three in a row. But every fourth or fifth race, it's going to have a bad run. What's the point? You're going to lose your money. Like you're better off going for some value. Yeah, if you think it's going to win, it's going to win. But you're going to have that run where. Giga Kick's going to have its race of its career. You're going to have something like that. Genius. Something that's out of our control. Um, we've been there and we've seen it and we just don't want to go through it. 100%. Like, not every horse can be Winks. Not every horse can be Black Caviar. We keep looking for the next one. Like, you know, everyone said, Espiona, next Winks. What happens? Runs like a busted ass every time it goes out to the races now. You know, not every horse is going to go on a big 16 long race win streak. So my attitude when it comes to being under $2, if you don't know punters, favourites only win 33% of races. So that means out of 10 races, they're losing about 7 or 6 of them. So that's why you've just got to look at that risk-reward factor like Nick said. It takes a really good horse for me to pick it and back it at under $2. So in secret, Nanimo, they are an example of that. Like on the day, like we said, could entertain a $2.10, $2 in secret. Ripped it out to 2.10, I was at the races, got on it, it won. I wasn't getting on it at a dollar eighty. 100%. Drifted out like we said it could, and I got on. Animo, I did get on at a dollar eighty because like I said, it takes a special horse for me to do so. I'm going to go through a couple of horses that I'm potentially going to look at playing under $2 today. But sometimes, you know, can't go broke backing winners. But, you know, we've seen in the last few months, King's Gambit, Detonator Jack, and a long list of others that have gone around at a dollar sixty, dollar fifty, and they have lost. Hundred percent, and it's just the way that we punt. We found tracking our punting, using our stakes, and then using this method where we don't back over anything under two dollars, and we also always go each way if it's over two dollars. We found that two dollars for a place. We always find that we've made money back, and we've done well. So. You, you punters can do whatever you want, but that's the reason that we do it, and yeah. Yeah, just thought we'd explain ourselves. We're not telling you how to punt. That's just the way that we punt the attitude. And it works for us, and everyone punts punting. differently. So. Exactly. Like, you know, we're not, we don't also judge stakes. You know, we're $10, $20, $50 max stakers. People out there, that's cheap change to them. They'll go on 100 minimum, 200 minimum. A big bet for them, like a grand. A big bet for us, like $50, $100. So that's just the way that we punt. I thought we'd probably... Just address that. Uh, last thing from last week's racing that we need to address is I'm Thunderstruck. Gee, he's becoming a bit of a non-winner, isn't he? We were all in on him. He yeah. Was our bet for the race. Also, our Let It Ride bet. We didn't even get past week one. We thought place was genuine moral. Comes fourth. Yeah, no, it was, um, wasn't good. It looked like it was just winding up near the end there and just couldn't get couldn't get through. But um, I watched Jamie Carr's post-race interview and um, she said she let, let the run go a bit too late. So... Um, yeah, just got stuck a bit around the corner, but look, great horse. It'll bounce back, I'm sure, but we'll wait to see the next field it, it faces. But um, yeah, it's pretty disappointing to see a horse that we follow so closely and obviously pretty disappointing without let it ride. So, yeah, so yeah, is what it is. Like, left the run too late, also was peaking in the run a bit, got too far back, sweated up in the yard. Apparently, it paraded pretty terribly. So, again, many factors. It drifted in from $4 into like $2.30 and then got rolled. So, Disappointing, but we'll bounce back. Hopefully we get off the first leg of the Let It Ride this week as we'll address 
later. But uh, listen to questions, Nick, before we get in the rundown, of course. If you want to ask us questions, get a shout on the potty. Just send us a question and we'll answer it. First off, Hobbo asks, what are the expectations with White Marlin this year? What's a pass mark with White Marlin? Is it Melbourne Cup? Is it Queen of the States? What's, what's going on with White Marlin? Well, it's going to be a group one, I'd say. is a, well, It wouldn't be a pass mark. It would be a great mark for the horse to try and get to. Obviously winning by, I think it won by just over five lengths in the, in the Flemington win, um, 2,800 metres. Um, but yeah, it's um it's gonna line up in those good spring carnival long distance races. I I expect that the um, Waterhouse and Bot Camp are gonna look for a Group One or at least a high level group field. Um, but yeah, with a career record, I think it's five and zero. So it's gotta it's gotta get somewhere. So it's a great horse, and I'd love to see what it can get done. But I think a pass mark is at least a group selected race win. Yeah, there's gonna be plenty for him to go to. There's um, a few options for him late autumn. There's the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. There's the Sydney Cup as well. But, yeah, you said in spring, you know, Caulfield Cup, your Melbourne Cup should be running in them, and you'd hope it's finishing in the top four sort of for both of them. But, you know, a lot of water to go on the bridge there. Who knows? Might not even make spring, knock on wood, but could get injured, you know. We've seen that many stars get injured in their careers are over like that, you know. But, um, yeah, I think big year in store for White Marlin and I think him and Sulcum, probably top two picks. And Francesco Guardi, they're probably the top three Aussie-based horses seeds going into the uh, the Spring Cups. Um, Lockie Howard asked, is Firelane becoming overlooked in the market considering he beat Platinum Jubilee and Empire of Japan recently? Of course, Firelane going around in that Randwick, two, not Randwick, Rose Hill, uh, two-year-old race and is paying. Let me just get thirteen dollars. Thirteen dollars compared to Platinum Jubilee's four dollar eighty and Kings Gambit two dollars sixty. Like we'll unpack that a bit more, but just fire lane. Do you think he's been a bit overlooked there? Oh, a little bit. Um, I definitely think that you could pull it back to like an eight nine dollar range, but I don't think it's anywhere near for um Platinum Jubilee standard, even though it did beat. But um, the last couple of runs didn't look too impressive. Um, yeah, I think. Look at it in the next couple ones, but um, yeah, $13 is a price that you can look at for sure. Fair enough. And finally, Cooper Towers asks, will Nick ever tip correctly? Uh, yeah, look, I can go get stuffed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Cooper Towers, grow up, mate. You're, you're a child. Just give some context. So That's one of my mates. Just taking the piss out of me trying to be funny. Um, jokes are funny, though, so try to get next time, Coops. <laughs> I was going to expose him and say some stuff, but look, what happens on the cruise stays on the cruise. He was on the cruise with me last week, so, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, before we get into the rundown, of course, we just got to remind you, if you're listening on Spotify right now, give us a five-star review, please. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a five-star review, and if you're on either, give us a subscribe or follow. Anything really helps us out, so make sure to show us a bit of love. And Nick, of course... Shout out to our friends Dabble. I'm representing the Dabble Cap right now. Our good friends there. We were actually at a Dabble event on Monday, weren't we? Yeah, we were at the Super Bowl event um, with Dabble over in um, Paddington, one of the one of the pubs over there, and it was great to see um, our boy Henry. I'm not sure if he gives a podcast or listen. He said he, he has before, so if you are listening, Henry, shout out to you. Good shout lad. Shout Damien Martin. Damien Martin, yep. Plays that shot brilliantly. Um, but yeah, Dabble's the best bookie in the, at the moment in the Australian market, in my opinion. 
Um, you got the copy bet feature. Any bet that we name in this podcast goes straight onto our double account. All you have to do is press one button, bang, straight in your bet slip. It's great for the multis. Don't have to go search through all the horses, search through all the sports. When we do sports multis, you just press the button. It's in your in your bet slip, and you put on your stake yourself. So it's pretty good. Hundred percent. If you're on double, you would have seen we got up about a twelve dollar multi last weekend in the secret animo. Barber, the Godolphin treble, gets up. All you had to do was slap copy, straighten your bets that you can put on as much money as you want. And it got up, luckily. So join the 16,000 other punters following at the Mock Sports on the Dabble platform. And get in the banter chat. Let us know. If you follow the potty and you follow us on the socials, get in those banter chats. Give us some stick if we're losing. Get around us if we're winning. We love to see it. So join us love on the Dabble. Win with us this racing season. So just click the link, click the link in the show notes or use the code the mock sports when signing up to Dabble to let them know we sent you. All right, Nick, Rose Hill, truck report. This one's pretty tricky as it's actually up in the air whether Rose Hill even goes ahead at Rose Hill because we're scheduled to have 38-degree weather on Saturday. So they're thinking of either moving it forward, moving it back, or even moving it to Randwick. And the reason they do that, punters, is because the race day stalls, where they keep the horses before they race at Rose Hill, they're just your stock standard, your traditional out the back. Uh, there's not really been any renovations to them lately, so they'll be sweltering in that heat. We're at Randwick. They're sort of inside like a big indoor renovated enclosure. They've got air conditioners. They've got mystifiers that are able to spray them down and keep the horses cool in between races. So that's where the safety issues come in with the horses. You know, 38 degrees, it's a very high temperature, so they might be changing the times of the races or even moving it to Randwick, and that would completely throw the card into Shambles. a whole different state of affairs because, you know, Rose Hill and Randwick both play very differently. But if we are at Rose Hill, that's what we've done the format. We're preparing for that. The rail should be in the true position. Uh, usually when the rail's in the true position, every horse will get their chance. Backmarkers get a chance to roll on, run on, and every horse should be getting a fair chance here. So moving to race one, which is the highway at the 1,400 metre mark, Tricky highways ever. More than a handful of winning chances here, honestly. Uh, the speed should come from horses like Indicative, Rusty Crown, and Secretively. Um, but I'm going to be with friend of the show, Dill Gibbons, on Super Extreme here. With the highways, I like to go with horses that I know will be consistent. And Super Extreme is the definition of consistent in the highway. Has won two of his last three starts, all in this grade. And that loss was a 0.4 length defeat in second. So I think $5.50 to win, $2.15 place each way odds is good enough for me our boy dill on super extreme for me in the highway yeah i'm gonna go with indicative here um brett pebble on board 11 dollars for the win and three dollars 50 for a place so each way odds there very nice um fell 1.4 length behind king of spades last run and um from 10 starts it's been in the placing seven times with one win as well it's been pretty unlucky so uh, i'm gonna give it a chance here in the race one the highway obviously a tough race but um we move on race number two midway benchmark 72 Shall I say any more? I think we've been through it a couple of times here. Uh, number one, cheerful legend, my horse, running through here. Um, $5.50 for the win, $2.15 for a place. Um, one couple of weeks ago, obviously, and then a second place um, last week, or the week before, sorry. And um, it looks really good, but um, yeah, just couldn't just get it. To, just got pipped at the end. So this one looks really well suited. Um, Trainer's pretty confident. Everyone's pretty confident. Um, we really like this horse and... Yeah, you might catch me down the races watching this one running around. Not too sure, but um, yeah, cheerful legend for me, my horse. Fair enough, mate. Um, I'll let you take your own horse. I won't cramp your style. I won't have 
I'll let you have the spotlight if it gets up. I won't be in there as well going, yeah, I tipped it as well. Don't forget about me. So I'll just take Shadrou Prime, which is a long-time black rocker of mine. He's only missed the trifecta once in his short career. If he's able to sustain an unpressured lead for most of the race, I think he can go all the way with it at $4.20 there. But I reckon out of those two, you should be finding the winner there, I think. Drew Crime will be the one that's trying to hold out Cheerful Legend as he makes that late lunge to the line. Uh, we move on to race three. 1,100 metres, a whole stack of speed here with the majority of the field liking to lead. So I expect a hectic tempo to really be set up here in the front and someone who sits just off them to run over the top of them. And I think that horse is going to be Parasol. I know he's coming here straight off a maiden win, but that was a fantastic win. Over four lengths was the margin at Renwick Kensington in that maiden race. And James Cummings is no idiot. If he didn't think he was up to Saturday grade this soon, he wouldn't send him. Zach Lloyd, finally back in the saddle after a litany of suspensions for careless riding and gambling. Um, and his claim gets this boy down to 50 kilos. That's nothing punters. He'll be carrying feathers. So happy to be with him at $8 to win, $2.60 to place each way on Parasol for me in the third. Yeah, I'm going in this direction for the third here. Um, $3.80, another Brett Pebble horse that I'm getting on this um, this race. One last start at um, midweek at Randwick Kensington. Um, one by three and a half lengths, so it's a pretty good horse here. And then, yeah, should be pretty well suited for this race. And I, I like him in the benchmark 78. So end of race number four. Probably my favourite race of the day. I don't know about you. Keen for this one. Um, Silver Slipper, 1,100 metres. Um, your favourite, King's Gambit, ran really well, obviously, in Rose Hill a couple of weeks back. But um, my favourite horse. I know we touched earlier on Fire Lane being a bit overs, and I could entertain the fact, but um, I'm all over Platinum Jubilee here. I've been all over her since her first run. Um, yeah, she's very, very, very good filly. Um, really good, really well suited. Um, that Magic Millions run was really, really really good got stuck back a little bit and just ran through at the end and i reckon if it had if she had a clear run the whole way through she probably would have got up and almost won that race so platinum jubilee for me four dollars 80 and two dollars 25 for a place it's one of my one of my best of the days and yeah i'm pretty confident on this one yeah fair enough well you mentioned king's gambit last start like it was a dollar 24 favorite and it got rolled but people are negative about that but it was actually a really solid run you like, just couldn't chase down the leader who used a bit of track bias, used just jumping well. You know, King's Gambit didn't really get the best of starts and ran on with it. Red Resistance, really good horse. You can't ride off that horse, you know. Sorry, you can't ride off King's Gambit just off that, just because it lost to um, Red Resistance. Because Red Resistance is going to be class. I think it's one of the top slipper hopes. So you just can't ride off King's Gambit there. But $2.60, I'd rather be, like you said, Putnam Jubilee, $4.80. I'd be on it each way if it was a wasn't a no third dividend race, but I think very class horse. I think it's probably the best chance out of the Magic Millions to win the Golden Slipper. That's right. I don't think Skirt the Law is going to be a Golden Slipper winner, but I think Platinum Jubilee can, and I don't think Empire of Japan. I'm off Empire of Japan for the uh, Golden Slipper. Still love that horse, but I just don't think it's a 1200 meter horse. Like I said, I think it's a 1400, 1600 meter. I think he sized champagne, all of that jazz. He's all over that. Slipper, I'm just not so convinced until I see him race again. If he's come back and proved and can get the 1,200 metres, maybe I'll be on him for the slipper. But at the moment, Platinum Jubilee is one of the top hopes for me, so I think she should be winning before going on to a big slipper run. Cylinder is a big danger, as is Madeira Sunrise, but I just think PJ has that class. We've you know, spoke to death about how good she is and how good she can be in the future, so Platinum Jubilee is definitely the one. I want to have as we move on to race five here. Uh, 1400 meters will be straight to point. Super Pursuit 
coming a bit of a massive non-winner lately, but in his defence, he has been racing against the likes of Iron Me, Dehorned Unicorn, think about it, all of whom have won subsequent starts and are really talented in their own right. Uh, continues to just chase on and come up just short, always within a couple lengths of them. Last start was in within 0.4 lengths of them as well. Um, maybe it's just because he keeps running at top weight, but this camp seems to be hell-bent on getting him a win in this lower grade before stepping him back up again. So they think he can get this win with the high weight. So I think, watch for him late. I think he'll run over the top of him here and just get his nose in front. $6.50 to win, $2.40 each way, super for Superman the fifth. I'm going to go a bit rough here. I'm going to go with Zach Lloyd Ridden, Fear Not. Um, $21 for the win, $6 for a place. Um, yeah, it's just been thereabouts. Had three runs at the, sorry, two runs at the benchmark 78, and it's only been just up three lengths off. So it's just getting into its work now, and I think it's probably a bit more well suited to this race. Obviously, the two kilo claim with Zach Lloyd will be very good. Waller trained as well, so it gets down to 53.5 kilos and it'll be the lightest horse in the race. So that'll be my tip for race number five as we get into the sixth. I've got the 1,300 metre. Um, we've got a $1.90 favourite here, so I'll be staying away. Mary, Maria Mia, sorry. Um, two great wins, may I say, as well. And, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of, sorry, great horse in that. But I'm going to go with Expat here. Uh, Tyler Schiller on board. Um, last race was 7th, 2.7 lengths behind promise of, success, promise of Success. But, yeah, I really like this horse. Back to before, know how it goes. And, yeah, $8.50 and $2.35. I'm pretty confident with Expat here. Yeah, look, this one, one of the longest races I've looked at in a while. I can't make my mind up between Roots, who loves to run first up, loves this distance, but would like it a little softer. She's a very, very good horse. But on her day, she definitely would prefer Deuce in the track and Maria Mia. I mentioned earlier, like I said, takes a good horse for me to back a horse under $2. think I'm going to have to go with her here. Purely based off that form. She beat Golden Mile last start. She beat a whole stack of really talented horses. And they were the big boys. She's back to her own sex class here. She only has to beat the girls. She loves Rose Hill. She is absolutely flying. Can go on all kinds of decks. Tim Clark should be really proactive, get it across from that wide barrier, sit just off the leaders, and hopefully run over the top of them. So, you know what? I am going to be on Maria Mayer here, and I think Roots won. Jeez. Roots runs the Quinella. I think a Maria Mayer Roots Quinella won't get you too far away from the money there, punters. So, that's how I'll be playing the six, but just a little bit of extra value because you can't. Just go the 190, like we said earlier. We like to, you know, maybe put in a multi, maybe play an exotic to try and get a bit more value there. So the top selection is Maria Mia, and I'll be playing that Quinella as well. As we move on to the 7th, the 1900-metre Parramatta Cup. And look, there's many, many good stayers in this race. Raging Bull's a good chance. King Frankel's a really good chance. I'm a big King Frankel fan. If you listen to this podcast before, you know I'd usually be all over it. But first up, a little short of his preferred distance... I'm not sure if I want to be on him. I think he's going to be in for a big prep. He'll win a few races this prep, might even get placed in a group race, which I'd love to see. But you've got to sometimes follow the hot hand, and that is Banju, who just came off a really, really good win over the mile against the like of No Compromise, Sulcom. You know, he really toughed it out, excellently placed. Probably one of the better placed horses I've seen in recent memory. The trainer knew that it was a ripe opportunity to get a big win, and he got it. 1,900 metre is an unknown distance for him. He's never been out this far. 
but I think he's racing like he'll be able to withstand. I just think that he's in career best form. I'm going to back him until he fails. He might come out here and run like a busted ass, and it might be prep over. But that's the gamble I want to take. Five dollars to win, two dollars each way. He'll have the fitness edge over every single one of these horses. I think Banjo gets the choppies here. Yeah, very nice. I'm going to go with the Irish Legend here. Um, <clears throat> two wins on the trot um, at the 2,000 meters is just real nice to see. Um, Brock Ryan running running both of those two wins as well. And then a trial at the 1,200 meter um, at the start of Feb. So, yeah, two weeks ago, which is perfect. So, yeah, I think this horse will be perfectly well ready for this race. Um, at $4.50, I reckon it's a real good price to have in the Parramatta Cup. So, Irish legend for me. Lovely. And over to race eight at the 1,400 meters. Um, another below $2 favorite, Aft Cabin. Great horse, $1.55. Last win at Ramwick. One by just under two lengths to Zoo Tiger. Um, but yeah, you can't, I can't entertain the price there. Um, there's a lot of good horses here. Williamsburg's probably a bit overs for me, um, but I don't think it'll win. But I think it should be at the, at least the, the $20 mark, in my opinion. A um, couple of other horses, obviously. Pia, very good horse. Um, Bindero thereabouts over overseas, so it's looking pretty nice. But I'm going to go with those Ozopenko here. $7.50 for the win and $1.95, so it might just slip into each way odds come race day. Um, National Waller on board, Chris Waller trained, fifth place last start, um, behind the favourite, three and a half lengths. But um, yeah, I think it'd be well well equipped for this race, a lot more fitter, and uh, I think it should run well. Yeah, look, Aft Cabin is not a horse that I've always been sold on. The last start was really, really impressive. So. I don't know what to do with this horse. Well, I mean, it's it's a good horse. You can't, don't get it wrong. It's fallen. It, it came second one and a half lengths behind Jackano only a handful of months ago. Yeah, look, honestly... Jackano's a great horse. As we saw on the weekend. But um, the price is not one that I want to take. I'll have him as my tip. I think he wins. But I'm just going to sit back and watch this one. I'll watch all these horses go around and see how they're fearing for... The Randall Guineas, the Rose Hill Guineas. I know TikTok's going to hate that, but I've just said that. That it's a, I think it's the winner, but I won't be getting on. But just, I don't like that price. And I think Osipenko's a big danger, like I said. I think if you want to play this race, get on Osipenko to place. 100%. Either do that or play some exotics with Aft Cabin in there. I think you can play a trifecta and then lock in Aft Cabin as your winner if you want to be risky like that if you're really confident on aft cabin and you want to put some money on my advice would be play a trifecta pick aft cabin for the winner and then pick two other ones and box them for the last two yeah so like i said top selection for me aft cabin but i'm just going to sit back and watch this one yeah good race but um yeah kind of entertain me at a dollar 55 um and i don't think it'll drift out to the two dollar mark i think it'll drift out maybe a dollar 80 at best um mm -hmm but I don't see it getting higher than $2 come race day. 100%. So we'll move on to race 9, 1,400 metres. Uh, straight to point, cross talk, going to be too good for him. Dumps on the speed here, goes all the way. We'll justify the $2.10 price tag. Very keen to see Wellwall, though. I yes. had him in the Golden Eagle at 100 to 1, and before he made his one run, he got sandwiched, and he was never really a factor. I think he'll be better over longer distances, but I'm just very keen to see how he comes in. Second start in Australia. This is his first big prep where he actually gets a full-on, you know, Autumn prep, down under. Waller will have him primed to probably hopefully win a race this autumn. Not sure how big of a group race it'll be, if it even is a group race. Maybe it'll just be listed or stakes. 
maybe he'll stick around the benchmarks. But I'm happy to go crosstalk here. He's going to be too good for him, but well wall to maybe place. I'm just going to be keeping an eye on him. But yeah, crosstalk's the bet for me in racing line. I'm going to go Bullfinch again here. Backed at last start and just got a bit unlucky um, with J-Mac on board. Lost by just under a length. Um, the last three runs have been in the top three and have almost been a winning chance in all three of those races. So hopefully Bullfinch can get on top here with Karen McAvoy on on him. So yeah, should be nice. Uh, $4.60 for the win. As we head into the last benchmark 94 to finish up, 1100 meters. Shelby 66 running around, but boy. way too, way too dry for this boy. So um, yeah, Midwest is your favorite here, $2.80. Um, but this is a real good race. I really like this race. We've got Coat that we, we follow pretty pretty closely. Quick Tempo is another one to, to mention. Mao Tai, one that we, we have looked at in the past as well. But I'm struck here at Andamat. Um, the two the two kilo claim has really got me on board here. I think this is a really classy horse. Um, it's proven it many times. 1.4 lengths behind Remark. You guys know how much I love Remark. Great horse, Remark. Um, yeah, great horse and a mat. It's always there or thereabouts. Very consistent. Um, five wins to its name in 15 starts is not too bad for a horse that's running in the benchmarks. So $5.50 for the win, $1.90. Watch the price. It might slip into each way range, but... Yeah, I'm pretty happy with this one, Andermatt, for me. Fair enough, mate. I think it's too dry for Andermatt. If there was a bit of rain in the deck, I'd be all over him as well. But I'm going to go with Midwest. Um, Tim Clark should jump on the bunny, be really proactive with this horse, get him to the front, and hopefully hold them all out. I'm going off one thing and one thing only, and that is the Maria Mia form. Almost pipped Maria Mia last start when they went head-to-head. Just a nose. It was a photo finish. Maria Mia got the chockies. And like I said... Maria Mia, a really good horse, should be winning earlier in the day. I'm on it. If it gets up and wins, I think that form rate's even better for Midwest. Third barrier, should be getting a soft lead. Uh, it's usually not too easy to lead the whole way at Rose Hill when that track is good and in the true position with the rail, but I think this is a good enough horse to really go all the way here. I don't usually like going a favourite in the get-out stakes, but I think punters will leave the track happy with a favourite getting up in the last here. And that concludes the Rose Hill Rundown as we move into the great tip-off. Do you want to play the skin, mate? All right, the great tip-off. Last week we had two tips. You had uh, Blunk de Blunk, and on Thunderstruck I had Kundalini, and on Thunderstruck we came second and third. We almost ran the Quinella, but uh, learning to fly, boy. Isn't she a good horse? I can't wait to talk a bit, a bit more about her in the weeks to come. But because of that, you are in front of me by literally, I think, 0.10 of a point because we were paying the very same in the market for the place price. So you're only slightly in front of me. So it's basically even. It's even. It's even. It's even. So we've got many, many races to come. We've got one on the card today. That is the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes, 1,000 metres down the Flemington Strait. And boy, what a race it is set out to be. Let's just look at this field. Nature Strip's your favourite. I wish I win. Ball Up, Fire, Bella Nipatina, Rockin' Horse, September Run, Marabi, Buenos Noches, Mullane, Cool and Gatta. Now, the question I ask you... The Gat. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> gat, as we like to refer to her, not Cool and Gatta, but uh, Nature Strip. Is he a winner, or does he get rolled? Oh, I'm very... These are, <coughs> honestly... Nature Strip and Cool and Gatta are probably two of my favourite horses that are running around. And 
I've been through it many times. Uh, it's it's real tough for me. I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm really conflicted on this. The only thing that's making me a bit nervous is obviously um, Cool and Gatter's got a bit more weight on than usual. Um, still carrying pretty you know, light. Pretty it's light weight considering how young it is because it's still young. So she gets still that a five kilo swing to nature strip. Yeah, but it, it also beat Giga, Giga Kick by two lengths in a trial, which is good to good to look at. But then nature strip's resume is just the best in the world for a sprinter. Not to mention Bella Nipatina as well. Winning a couple of those is a really good Mooney Valley race runner. Um, won that Friday night race <clears throat> when I was there, I'm pretty sure. It was um, the before the grand final. Oh, no, it wasn't. It came second. came second to the Gat. But it, it ran on a Friday night and, and won. I remember uh, that. No, no, no. It ran in the race that was supposed to be. And yeah, Friday it got night. called off because of the lightning. Yes. And then they raced it on the Saturday. Won the group one, yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. That's a good horse. I wish I win. Looks to be Private Eye 2.0. Mile horse that gets turned into a sprinter because it's going full on sprints this uh, autumn, which is going to be interesting. That's a bit of X factor there. You don't really know what's going to happen there. He could come out and be an absolute jet down that straight. Uh, Marabi, don't ride her off. And Rockin' Horse, the pest. Has beaten them down. The don't even mention that horse. Twice. Don't even mention it. Don't even mention his name. Oh. Her name, no, 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 I'm talking uh, about I'm talking about his name. Who tipped that oh, horse? Don't even mention his oh, name. No, I'm not going to mention him. No, 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 no. He doesn't get any mentions on this podcast unless you uh, go walk about like you do sometimes and go off travelling. He only gets called in when you go travelling. But um, rocking horse, jeez, she's a pest of a horse. I really hope she doesn't spoil the party again. But look, Nature Strip is the most vulnerable he has been in his career. Two things either happen this weekend. He either jumps, runs away from them all, wins and tells the world that he's still got it and goes on to have a very dominant autumn prep or he waves the white flag, says my time is done, gets rolled, looks a tired horse that he looked in spring and he goes off to retirement. I think those are your two options. Either way, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to see him run off into the sunset and I'll be stoked to see him win as well, because I think he's the winner. I think he'll be back. He looks super fit in all of his track work, trials, jump outs. Waller reckons he's still got it, and Waller's no fool. If he didn't think he'd have it, he wouldn't keep racing him. So Nature Strip is back. $2, I'm happy to be on him at that price. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Strip. Very close second, I've got Cool and Gatter. I'm going to take the Quinella as well. It's going to be one of my heavy plays for the weekend. But, um, yeah, great race, and I'm very excited to watch him this one. But yeah, Nature Strip's going to be the winner for me. Fair enough. Looks like we'll stay even going in the next week for the tip-off. But um, before we get into anything else, of course, around the grounds, anything we found around the country, Nick? Yeah, I've got a couple. got one of my other horses that we've, I've tipped many times, Fighting McLaren, one of the better yes. ones running around, running, <coughs> running around in Adelaide. Very consistent without winning this horse. Yeah, um, had a good couple wins last prep, but it's, um, it's looking pretty fit for this one. It's got a three-kilo claim. On him for this one, so it's sitting at 51 kilos for this race. So I'm pretty confident. Um, five dollars for the win. Um, it's a Morfville race number five in a benchmark at 8,000 meters. So have a look at Fighting McLaren. It should be pretty nice. Is that the only one? Uh, Persan as well. We we talk about that a bit later as well. That's one one of my best bets. So 
Ah, uh, yeah, post and I think it's race number six or seven. Okay, we'll go in a little bit later then. I've got Eagle Farm race four, head of state, $2.40. Jeez, this horse sucked in New South Wales and Victoria. But, you know, that, like they say, that Queensland sun, it's gone to Queensland. It's a whole new horse. I think it's found its grey. Just loves to run around in Queensland, and I think it gets up here. Eagle Farm race eight, the bopper, $2.60. One of the better Queensland horses going around at the moment. And then Flemington race nine, Jumbuck, at $7 to win at $2.50 to place. Seems to love the Flemington straight. I think it's only gone down it twice, and it won very, very well last start. So I think he wins it again here. Uh, you move into the quaddy? Yep. Race seven, we've got King Frankel, Banju, Irish Legend, and Raging Bull. Race eight, we've got Aft Cabin, Zoo Tiger, Pierre, and Ozapenko. Race nine, cross, geez, cross talk, well wall, bullfinch, Cuban Real. Race ten, Midwest, Mao Tai, Cote, and the mat, $50 gets you 19.5%. Hopefully we're able to snag that one last week, of course, as it always happens, out in the last leg. And it was going to pay pretty nicely because we had Pokereka right in that quaddy, but we didn't put, think about it in as we were pretty all in on Waterford there, but he failed the fire. Um, all right, Nick, let it ride time. Let's let it ride. I'm Thunderstruck, let it down last week, but we're back. What are we going with? We're going with Nature Strip here, I think. All in on Nature Strip? All in Nature Strip for the win. Um, yeah, pretty happy with it. Me and you are both pretty confident, and um, we we've decided until we get the first one right, we'll we'll take a bit more risks. No more places. We'll go for the head, um, and yeah, we're happy with um, um, Nature Strip here. Yeah, we're all in on him. He either wins or he retires, and you know, the uh, the racing purists in us hope that he wins. We want to see him go around one more time. Uh, so time for the best bets. Last week I got lined up with Animo. Of course, no prizes for that, but. I got off with a winner. Waterford didn't really run up to scratch for you, but, you know, that's only one week. Top on the front. There's that's a long right. year to come to see who's going to be on top with their best bets. So, here we go. My best bet, like I said, we're all in on the strip. I'm all in on the strip. I think he wins here. I locked him in at $2.50 in the futures market. Uh, $2.10, hopefully he gets to his at $2.05 right now. But anything over $2, I'm all over the strip. I think he wins. I think he jumps clean. Rolls on the pace and just J-Mac gets him over the line. Even if he starts to lumber towards the end, <clears> I think J-Mac's going to get him over the line and he gets those chockies down the straight. He loves it. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to go my best bet of the day, Platinum Jubilee. Race number four Whoa. on the Saturday. It's going to be my best bet of the day. Gee, you um, pivoted. You'd that before the broadcast. I know. We, uh, I've talked about it. I've pivoted. $4.80 for the win. Um, my Golden Slipper favourite winner. Sorry. My tip for the Golden Slipper, I got in the futures market at, um, I don't even know what I was, I think it was 27 or something, so something it's, like that, yeah. it's pretty good, so yeah, I think it's really well suited to this race, had a really good Magic Millions, if it got clear earlier, mm -hmm. I reckon it wins, Platinum Jubilee for me, That's $4.80, best of the day. Best of the day, Nick's declared it, Platinum Jubilee wins. Alright mate, anything else to touch on before we go? That's all from me. Um, just yeah, give us a follow if you're on SoundCloud or Spotify. Subscribe if you're on Apple, Google, or Amazon podcast. Um, anything else, just get the word around about us. Any questions you want to ask us, give us some feedback. Um, but yeah, cheers, lads. Appreciate it. 100%. Tell your friends about us. Like Nick said, give us a you know like, share, subscribe. Head to the website, www.themocksports.com.au. If you like sports, if you like racing, it is your one-stop destination for all the Mock Sports content. Plenty of banter, plenty of tips up there, and plenty of sports content. It's going great, guns. Make sure to check it out. So apart from that, gamble responsibly, and we'll see you next week.